You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm so glad to have you with us today. We're in my leadership edition of the How to Win podcast. I want to inspire you. I want to motivate you. I want to assist you in going to another level level in your leadership. I began some time ago a series entitled A Leadership Mentality. A Leadership Mentality. Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In other words, as you think as a leader, that's the level that you're going to operate on. Now, listen at this statement. This has been my introductory statement throughout the series. Leadership effectiveness or ineffectiveness is a reflection of the leader's mindset. Leadership effectiveness or ineffectiveness is a reflection of the leader's mindset. This series is a comprehensive series, and we're uh, attempting to get your thinking up to, to cause you to think as a leader on a higher level. The three parts to this series is comprehensive. Part one, we talked about foundation. Part two, we talked about concepts, and we're in our third and final part that we began our last episode entitled Attitude. This part is about attitude. And as I said in in lesson one, there are two sections to this part on attitude. In part two, we're going to talk about kindness. But in this first section, we're talking about customer service. I've given uh, this title, Leaders Who Get It. Leaders Who Get It. The theme of this first section is on customer service. I quoted author Mac Anderson in our first episode, and he said that customer service is not a department. It is an attitude. Leaders who get it. Are you a leader who gets it? Now listen at this. Leaders get it when they understand the connection between how customers are treated or how they're perceived that they're treated and success. There is a connection between customer service and success. And when I say success, I'm talking about revenue. You need revenue. I'm talking about profit. You want your business, nonprofit, for profit, to increase. I'm talking about When I say success, I'm talking about growth. I'm talking about partnership, expansion. I'm talking about loyalty. So we're talking on customer service 
leaders who get it. In this second lesson, I want to talk from the subtopic, why is great customer service a big deal? You know why it's a big deal, because at some point in your experience, whether going to a store or or, or some kind of entity, church, whatever, you have experienced positive, good customer service, and you have experienced poor, negative customer service. So in this episode, we want to begin to answer this question. Why is great customer service a big deal? Why is it important? Why is it a big deal? There are three parts. I'm going to divide this episode into three different areas. And in this first area, I want to give you some insights, seven in particular insights, just introductory insights as it relates to why customer service is a big deal. Number one, Great customer service does three things for us. Those of us who are in business or ministry or church work, profit, nonprofit, customer service does three things for us. Good customer service causes us to stand out. Secondly, good customer service causes us to win repeat business. And if we're going to grow and be successful, we need repeat business. And then thirdly, good customer service helps us to create Customer evangelists, come on, say customer evangelists. Customer evangelists are those who rave about the experience at your business or your church, your ministry. They rave about it and they go out and tell others about what they experience at your business, your ministry, your church. Customer evangelists. Secondly, we're talking just general insights about what, what's the big deal about customer service. Henry Ford said, it is not the employer who pays the wages. Well, I thought it was the employer who pays the wages, and I bet you thought it was the employer who pays your wages. But Henry Ford said it is not employers who pay the wages. Employers only handle the money. It is the customer who pays the wages. Henry Ford. Now, wouldn't it be grand and great and outstanding if every employee, every person connected with a business or a church or a ministry, and especially, well, it would be true in nonprofits, but you are working at a company, you get a pay. get a, 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 a salary, you get a, a wage. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody at the business, 
you included, understand that it's the customer that's interacting with your business, doing business with your company that's paying your wage. How would that enhance your view of the customer if you knew the customer was paying your wages? And that's true whether it's for profit, because think about it, where is the money coming from that the employer uses to pay your wage? It's coming from the customer's revenue that's coming in from the customer. Think about those of you that have employees at your church. Where is your employee? Where is that church getting the money to pay those people who are in full-time ministry? Where are they getting that money from? They're getting it from members, partners. They're getting it from visitors who give tithes and offerings. So it's true whether it's for-profit or non-profit. It is the customer that's paying your wages. Third, customers measure the quality of the organization by the quality of the customer service. That is profound. Customers measure the quality of the organization by the quality of the customer service. Let's unpack that for just a moment. In the eyes of the customer, you, you are the organization. You meaning the leadership, the employees, the volunteers, The customer sees you as the organization. In the eyes of the customer, you shape the organization's reputation. You. You shape the organization's reputation. The leadership, the employees, the volunteers, you shape the reputation of the organization. Now, listen at this. Customers do not do business with the company. They do business with people who work for the company. Leaders who get it understand this. Years ago, many years ago, I ran across accidentally a cleaners that had recently opened up. And I often take my clothes to the cleaners. And I went to this cleaners because I wanted the cleaners. It was new. I wanted them to do well. Now, I've got a lot of clothes. So I had a stack of clothes. And I walked in the front door of the cleaners with with these clothes. In fact, I had both arms around the clothes. When I walked through the door, the person at the counter, the person who was waiting, was getting ready to wait on me, the staff person, the employee person, looked at me with such a a frown on his 
faith. And he had this impression like I was bringing him trouble. He had the impression like, no, you're not bringing all these clothes here. Now, we're talking about a business, a for-profit business. This employee wages were being paid by me, the customer, and those who support. And yet his whole attitude was that, listen, I'm not looking for work. All these clothes going to give me more work. Why are you bringing it? That was the body, his body language. Now, I never went back. I never went back to that cleaners. Never went back. Never went back to that cleaners. Now, think about it. I didn't, I, I did business. I didn't do business with the cleaners. In my view, I did business with that employee because that employee really shaped the reputation of the business. So when I left and never came back, it was because of the lack of good customer service because that's who I was interacting with. I wasn't interacting with the owner. I was interacting with the employee. So that's so very, very important. And leaders who get it understand that. Number four, customers vote on how well we do our job with their money, time, attendance, membership, partnership, and loyalty. Did you get that? Customers vote. You didn't know that? You didn't know that customers vote? Yes, every time they come to your church or come to your ministry or come to your business, they're going to vote on you. And they're going to vote on how well you do your job by their money, with their money, their time, their attendance, their membership, their partnership, and their loyalty. I voted on that cleaners. I, I cast a vote on that cleaners. And people who do business with you, and, and, and I know, unfortunately, some churches, and here, this not a put down, this not, I'm trying to help, I'm trying to enhance, I'm trying to help you, Pastor. When people come to your church, they're going to vote on how they are served. Now, listen at number five. If competitors serve our customers better, we lose their vote. If competitors serve our customers better, we lose their vote. That cleaners that I went to one time lost my vote. I go to a cleaners today in town, and I've been going to it now for a few years. I think it's one of the best cleaners in town, and they are getting my vote with my money, my time, my attendance, my partnership, my loyalty. I don't want to go anywhere else to a cleaners. Anybody ask me about it, I say that's a great 
I'm a, I, I'm a customer evangelist. They get repeat business from me. Why? I'm voting on the job that they are doing. Number six, Sam Walton said something. These just introductory insights. Sam Walton said something. He said, we all have the same boss, the customer. We all have the same boss. All of us have the same boss, the customer. And he can fire us anytime he wants by deciding to buy somewhere else. Sam Walton says to all of us, profit, nonprofits, all of us leaders, we have a boss. And our boss is our customer. And they can fire us. And they can fire us anytime they want to by doing business with someone else, buying someone else, getting service from someone else. Listen, I fired that cleaners. I fired them and didn't say a word to them. I fired them because I decided that I was going to do business with someone else. Number seven, customers are unrestricted free agents. You may not be accustomed to that term, unrestricted free agents. But in the NBA and in other sports, employees or players on the team are agents of the team. Some are restricted uh, free agents, which means when their contract ends, they can decide to go somewhere else, choose another team, but if they're restricted, then any team that offers them a contract, the team, the team that they're presently a part of can override it by paying them more. They have an advantage because this agent is restricted. But unrestricted free agents are those players when their contract ends, let's say they had a three or four year contract, it ends and they're unrestricted free agent. That means they can go to any team that will offer them a contract and there's an agreement and the present team can't do anything about it. They have no uh, leverage unrestricted free agents. Customers, whether they be members, whether they be visitors to our church, whether they be internal customers, we'll talk about that, employees, volunteers, whether it be for-profit employees, volunteers, they are all unrestricted free agents, which means they can fire us or they can terminate their contract or they can decide to leave us and there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. And that's so very important. Now, let's, let's move. There are about three areas I wanted to cover. I wanted to give you some introductory uh, thoughts about customer service, but now I want to talk about briefly three kinds of customer service. Number one, there's lousy customer service. Number two, there's memorable, memorable 
customer service. Number th- two, pardon me, satisfactory con- uh, customer service. And number three, memorable. Lousy, satisfactory, memorable. Lousy customer service is expectations that are not met. The customer's expectations are not met by you. In other words, the customer is unhappy. Satisfactory customer service means the customer is okay with the service, but it's nothing special. The customer is not impressed. They may come back to you, may not. They'll go somewhere else may come back to you sometime in the future. It's satisfactory. It's okay. And then finally, what you want is memorable customer service. This is customer service beyond the person's expectation, beyond their expectation. It's service that have the wow effect. Customers are actually amazed and overwhelmed in a positive way. And that's what you want. Now, I want to close this episode by talking briefly about how internal customer, the internal customer experience determines the external experience of customers. There are internal customers. Internal customers will be your employees, your volunteers, the workplace experience, internal customers. External customers will be the community at large, the people that you're serving, other businesses, uh, visitors, uh, potential clients, shoppers. These are your external customers. I am saying that... Uh, internal, the internal customer experience will determine the external experience. Now, what, what do I mean by that? I'm saying that good customer service starts at home. Can you explain that further? Yes. To build a customer-centric business or organization, a a business that is customer-centric, we must build an employee, volunteer-centric business. In order for our business to be customer-centric, then we have to make sure that we have a employee, volunteer-centric business. Can you unpack that further for me? Yes. We must treat our workers the way we want our workers, whether they be employees and volunteers, to treat our external customers. We must treat internally our volunteers and our workers the way we want them to treat our external customers. Now, here's a truth. The experience that we're asking them to provide for people that are external must be what they're experiencing internally. Why is that true? Because employees, volunteers, internal customers generally will treat others in a way that's consistent with how they're being treated 
are they perceive they are being treated. In other words, if you want your workers, your volunteers, your employees to treat others with respect and and be helpful toward others and caring toward others and supportive toward others, then that's how we must treat our internal customers, our workers and volunteers, because they the, the principle is they're going to treat others the way they're being treated or they perceive that they're being treated. In other words, we can say memorable customer service begins in and it moves out. Almost like the principle in Acts 1-8. In Acts 1-8, uh, Jesus told them to begin in Jerusalem, in Judea, and then to Samaria, and then the uttermost part of the earth. In other words, good customer service begins on the inside, the internal employee, volunteer work experience. It begins inside and it moves out. There are companies, and I'll close with this, that have a reputation of excellent rock star uh, customer service. Apple, Southwest Airline, Ritz-Carlton, hotels, Nordstrom stores, Amazon.com, and I can vouch for Chick-fil-A. They really have a reputation of great customer service. So I want to ask this question as I conclude this episode. Your organization, your business, your church, your ministry, your nonprofit, your for-profit entity, do you offer and provide lousy customer service satisfactory customer service, or memorable customer service. I trust that you're being blessed by this section. We're talking attitude in this, and in particular, we're talking about customer service, but we're not finished. We have another episode that we want to talk to you. I trust you're being blessed. I trust that you're being growing, growing. Go back on YouTube, Mike Moore Ministry, and listen to the episode over. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe. Help me out, and then share what you're learning and other folk about this podcast. Listen, I got to go. I pray you have a great rest of the week and thank you for taking this journey with me.